Hey guys, there's just one thing I want to talk to you about before we get started here. Look, we can all agree summer is the best time of the year. We're talking vacation, the beach, lots of sun, and of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the games, right? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, my bookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now's the perfect time. Replenish your bank account after that vacation and to make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come football season. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while watching sports? All you have to do, visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck at outsmarting the odd makers. But wait, if you deposit with promo code CHAOS today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code CHAOS. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Nathan here. Always appreciate you tuning in. You can reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A lot to go over today. I know I say that every every episode. If nothing was happening, I'm sure I'd tell you, hey guys, this is going to be a shit episode. Nothing is happening out there. So I don't know. Go do something else. We'll catch you next week. Uh, Adley Rushman, Hall of Famer, right? <laughs> Hasn't even signed with the Orioles and started playing. And everybody's talking about like he's going to be the, uh, the Hall of Fame Oriole player. Whatever. Looks like we're going to be winning the World Series in 2021 now, now that Adley's uh, been drafted. And I'm excited. I'm glad that happened. I was a little nervous. We started seeing the rumors that the Orioles were not going to draft Adley, but son of a bitch, he did. And I went to my first draft party. (laughs) Can I talk about that? Give thanks to Eric from Barstool Sports. He's a friend of the show. He's been on. He reached out to me, gave me a little invite. Jimmy Seafood. First time been there. First time draft party. It was a good time. Also got an email from a gentleman by the name of Sam, responded to my conversation last week about building the net around stadiums, uh, blocking fans from getting hurt with foul balls. And again, some people out there disagree. They don't like it. But Sam wrote in, gave his opinion. And an email, uh, not an email, a tweet came out uh, that was trending about the Orioles, somebody who covers the Major League Baseball. I put a tweet out about the Orioles. Uh, They did not like that. (laughs) So... That was kind of interesting covering that. But Adley Rushman, right? World Series winners, 2021. Boy, that escalated quickly. (laughs) We'll be in Baltimore in no time, downtown, celebrating the parade now that they drafted Adley. And who knows if he's going to work out. We never know. Any but any player, no matter how good they are, you just don't know. But I was glad, obviously excited when they drafted him. You, you figured that would have been the best bet, right? Who's the best player? Adley. All right, who should they draft? Uh, Adley. <laughs> I don't know what, what's your question. What's the point of your question? Who should the Orioles draft? Pick the best player. And I felt kind of, I, I felt like a jackass this past week because anytime, and I'm sure you've watched drafts, whether it's baseball, football, you see the family sitting there. 
with the player that's drafted. It's got your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, sister, girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever it is. They're all sitting there. They're all on TV. Well, there was a girl sitting next to Adley Rushman when he got drafted, when they interview him. And I did a lit, like a two-minute research on Adley Rushman, and I didn't know he had any siblings. The reason I looked that up is because the girl sitting next to him on national television, she looked like she was extremely angry or she ate the shrimp cocktail special earlier that day, and now she's got stomach problems. I didn't know what was going on, but she looked like she wanted nothing to do with that draft. So I took a picture of that, took a picture of her facial expression, and I sent out a tweet, a funny tweet, said something like, uh, the moment when she realized she's going to have to activate her Tinder account because she knows Adley's going to the majors. It was just a joke. Look, he's going to the majors. He's going to make millions of dollars, and now she's going to be left behind. They're no longer going to be a couple. <laughs> and people were you know, retweeting it, liking it, commenting, saying it was hilarious. It went over well, okay? I thought everything was going to be, okay, let's move on to the next situation. Well, about 20 minutes went by, uh, about an hour after the tweet, somebody responded and said, uh, that's his sister. Now, I don't know if it was just some random person trying to be funny, so I I tweeted back and said, well, that makes things weird. Just putting more comedy in the situation. Well, when I looked at who this, the guy tweeting me, I think it was like Adley's uncle. (laughs) I'm not kidding, because his posts were all about Oregon State baseball. That's where Adley plays and the, you know, the be- go Beavers. And he's, I swore one of his tweets said something about his nephew and it was Adley Rushman, a video of him hitting, uh, hitting a home run, what, whatever it was. So I kind of said, oh shit, you know, this girl's already on national television. I think she's like a senior in high school. You know, she's already self-conscious as it is. She's already trying to look her best. She probably feels awkward. And here I am talking about she's Adley's girlfriend going on Tinder. So I did take the post down. <laughs> I did. That was kind of like a bitch move. You know, I, I know that's a unwritten rule on Twitter. You shouldn't delete your tweets. But when I looked into it and I took more than two minutes to figure out whether he has siblings, I did find out that was his sister. So I kind of was like, oop, you dick. <laughs> I don't know. I should have just let it ride out. Who cares? But at that point, I'm like, look, uh, they just announced that he he's going to be on the Orioles an hour ago. I don't want to start this stupid ass. The first tweet of Adley, I'm talking about his sister thinking he's his girlfriend. So that was down. <laughs> I deleted that tweet. But Adley Rushman, only the eighth top five catcher since 2001. I'm sure you've heard some of these names before. Joe Maurer. I'm a huge fan of him. Minnesota Twins. He was a number one overall pick in 2001. 2005, Jeff Clement, Seattle Mariners, number three overall. He did not pan out, unfortunately. He shit the bed when he came up to the majors, and that happens a lot. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what's going to happen with Adley. Then there's a name that you might be familiar with. In 2007, the Orioles' number five overall pick, let's all say it together, Matt Wieters. And it's funny, some baseball fans, Orioles fans, think that Matt Wieters was a bust. <laughs> I don't think he was. But when, before he came on the Orioles, they were talking about him like Adley. It's going to be the best thing since sliced bread. He's going to give you 35, 40 home runs a year, bat 300. He'll be in the Hall of Fame before you know it. But he's, uh, of course, one of the best catchers the Orioles have ever had. One of them. So I don't know about a bust. And then in 08, Buster Posey, San Francisco Giants, number five overall pick. And 2010, when he came up, he was a rookie of the year. Then you had Tony Sanchez in 09, Pittsburgh Pirates, number four overall. Didn't work out either. And again, Adley may not work out. Now, the rumors are, some rumors out there, 
uh, that I'm hearing about Adley that we're going to see him before the end of the season. Doubt it. I'm going to go with 100% doubt it. you got to give him some at-bats in the minors. They say that his skills are at such a high level with catcher that he could play right now in in the or- at Camden Yards. Have a seat, Chance Cisco. <laughs> Here's Adley. But with the, you know, with the wooden bat, it's got a, a smaller sweet spot. You know, you just got to give him some at-bats in the minors before he comes up. So I'm thinking probably mid-year next year, 2020, we'll definitely see him. I mean, the guy, he's just, his skill level is off the chart. So I'm very excited, and I'm glad the Orioles went with him. Uh, Luke Jones wrote an article. Uh, he says, Dan Duquette, this is just a small paragraph that he wrote. Dan Duquette and former director of amateur scouting Gary Razich after drafting pitchers with 22 of their 32 total picks in the first 10 rounds of the previous three drafts. The Orioles didn't take a pitcher until the eighth round and took only two arms, both from college with their first 11 picks. We all know we need pitching, but that just tells you what a um, shit draft it was with pitchers. And he goes, such a ratio would be more unusual if not for the overwhelming perception of this being one of the worst pitching drafts in recent memory as no pitcher was taken in the first six spots for the first time ever. Just 10 of the first 30 picks Monday were pitchers, a sharp departure from the last decade in which 14 pitchers were taken with the first 30 choices on average. So what does that mean? I have no fucking clue. I don't know. (laughs) I thought that was very interesting, but why that is, I don't know. Who knows? But the second day for the Orioles, uh, 8 out of 10 pitchers from college. So that was pretty cool. Uh, second pick, he's not getting much love because everyone's so excited about Adley. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, shortstop. And when you read about him, the first thing that comes up is what a great basketball player he is. That was kind of interesting, but they said, you know, he's going to have more luck with baseball. In 2019, let's see, shortstop, 6'3", 195 pounds. Just kind of skimming over this. Again, a lot of people didn't even know who our second pick was because once they picked Adley, turned off the TV and headed on out. They said he's big and tall, athletic build, stands out physically, lots of room to get stronger, left-handed hitter, hits from a wide base, gets coiled back in his blah, 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 blah. So anyway, look him up if you're interested. I don't know much about him. I don't know much about all these picks. Neither do anybody else. I mean, you also hear people who follow baseball in the minor leagues, and they get interviewed, and they say the same thing. I don't know too much about the kid, but I hear he's good. (laughs) So, Adley, we're waiting on you, buddy. Come on. (laughs) They need your help. Although, Severino, it was funny. The next day after they drafted Adley, the guy hits three home runs in one game. He's like, Adley, Adley who? Have a seat. We don't need a new catcher. Fuck that. And then he just blasted three out of the park. He also won the game. That night, I think it was a pass ball. Had to throw the guy out at first. That was crazy. It was 12 to a, uh, It was twelve to 5 going in the ninth inning playing the Rangers this past week. That was crazy. <laughs> I remember it was 12 to 5. I think it was 12 to 5 by the seventh inning. And I was getting ready to go to bed. Had to be up that early. And I just, I realized that I forgot to lock everything up downstairs so of course I run downstairs the TV's still on whatever and I realize it's 12 to 10 in the ninth I'm like what the hell happened these fucking Orioles man and that's just a crazy game but Pedro Severino had like the game of his career the very next day they draft a catcher so I don't know it's kind of ironic but I had a great time at Jimmy Seafood Uh, that's where I saw Adley get drafted got invited first time I've ever been to Jimmy Seafood great food I highly recommend it 
I tried a little bit of everything and everything was excellent. And I, you know, again, it was just a, a little party that got invited to. I think there was about, I don't know, I'd say about 50 people there. And the Oriole bird walked in. It's amazing how adults get so excited over a person dressed up in a bird costume. When he walks in, you'd think an A-list celebrity comes walking. You'd think Brad Pitt comes walking through the door. All the girls love the Oriole bird. (laughs) I'm telling you, when he walked in, they jumped up. They ran over to him. Everyone gets out their phones. I didn't know who was behind me. I'm thinking Cal Ripken comes walking in. But then when I turned around and saw the Oriole bird, I got all excited. I got my phone out. I think I started giggling because he was standing behind me and then he walks away and I'm like, what just happened? Why did I just giggle like that? Why did the Oriole bird (laughs) cause me to laugh like a little 10-year-old? It's something about the Oriole. It's something about mascots that get people excited. It's like the Ravens. When Poe walks around, people get crazy. (laughs) An Oriole game, same thing. So he was there around taking pictures. I have took a couple selfies. I'll probably post those on Twitter. Maybe uh, I got to I gotta keep up to date with the Instagram page too. Facebook, all that good shit. But when I walked into the baseball draft party, walked upstairs to the bar. If you've ever been at Jimmy's Seafood, as soon as you walk in, you go upstairs to the right. That's the bar we were at. But on the far wall, it's like four huge flat screen TVs. But, you know, they it's like all four TVs make one picture. You get my drift, right? Yeah. So when I look up, I see that they're posting tweets of this guy, Dan Clark. I don't know too much about the guy. I've heard, a, I've seen a lot of people talk shit about him and laughing about how he blocks everybody. So again, I didn't know too much about the guy, but I guess it says he's a baseball writer. He's worked with ABC, Fox, NBC, but he they just had his tweets up on the wall and everybody was pointing and laughing at him. Again, I didn't really know too much who this guy was. And then I ask around and I, I guess the guy tweets out false information, tries to take credit for uh, tweets and and stats that he 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 didn't first post. I don't know. I just I, I remember seeing people uh, laughing about how he blocks everyone and people. At one point, I saw a, a tweet. It was like fifty six comments underneath. I forget who posted it, and it was everybody posting a screenshot of Dan Clark blocking them. So I don't know. I don't know too much about the guy. I just apparently he puts out bullshit tweets. I don't follow him. But I'm sure somehow or another this episode will get back to him and he'll block me is what it sounds like. That's what people are telling me. Like, well, if you you mention this, you're probably going to get blocked. (laughs) So, again, I don't know too much about the guy. But I had a great time at Jimmy's Seafood. Again, I highly recommend it. Uh, The people there were great. The staff was great. Usually when you go to those kind of parties and it gets crowded around the bar, it takes forever to get a drink. No, it was bartenders were great. And it was two for one. Why wouldn't you do that? You know, two for one. It was. I'm not big on IPAs. Got a couple IPAs with a buddy of mine. They were delicious. And of course, I forgot what the name of the beer was. I hate IPAs. I hate the real hoppy, hop hoppy. But why do people like those real bitter hoppy flavors? It's almost like it's just kind of like the the thing, the trending thing to do. It's trendy to drink IPAs because there's a lot of them out there that taste like dog shit. But I do like, uh, what is it, Monument, Skipjack, Duckpin. Those are some of the uh, beers that I do, I, I thoroughly enjoy. So I just want to thank Jimmy Seafood. That was awesome. Great, great food. And the happy hour, they pushed up to about 9 o'clock that night just for the party. So that was fantastic. So thank you, Jimmy Seafood. Appreciate it. That was great. So the Orioles, 
Back to them. I've lost 12 straight series. Haven't won one since April 22nd. They played uh, the Astros over the weekend. They did win one of the games. I think it was Saturday, 4-1. to one. Richie Martin with another home run. I'm telling you what, man. I like the kid. I understand he's not lightening up with like a 275 average, but you can see his bat starting to come around. He's already on his third home run. One of them was in the ninth inning the other night to make it go in extra innings. Unfortunately, the Orioles lost that. But, hey, Richie Martin coming through with his, with his bat. He's got a great glove, his speed on the bases. I like him. Hopefully, he continues to work on his bat, and, you know, he he's part of the future. It's kind of sad seeing all the sport channels. I was thinking about this the other day. I was, I was flipping through, like, ESPN, MLB Network, watching some highlights, and I, I started to get sad. You know, seeing all these channels celebrate all the other teams, interviewing top players, seeing top highlights of the great teams contending. It feels like we're not hanging out with the cool kids. You know, we're left out. We're the outcasts. We're not invited to the big party. The Orioles and and their fans. I see all the celebrations with the big teams, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and here we are. A lot of people making fun of the Orioles, making fun of us on Twitter. Again, it's like we're not part of the cool group. And it's just sad because I remember in 2014, 2012, you know, all the highlights, MLB Network were making segments talking about the Orioles. I love that. We all love that. We all love watching our favorite team get talked about on these networks, about how great they are and how well they're going to do. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, even when they show an Orioles highlight, I don't even think they show it. They just go, Orioles lose. Trust us. They didn't win. And they move on to the next highlight. If you tapped out and just watch them, if you're not doing anything that day, it's a lazy Sunday afternoon, and hey, look, the Orioles on, I'll watch them. Because I remember I made sure my schedule was around the Orioles, which they still kind of are, but not like they used to be. And I know people are saying, well, it's not about the wins and losses. It's just, you know, watching the new kids and seeing how they they adjust the lineup and who's going to be the future, who's not. I get all of that. It's... You could say that to me a million times, and I say that every week. It's harder than you think with these Orioles. Everyone can eat shit! But John Heyman, he is a guy who who tweets about baseball every day. He's got a half a million followers. So when you have that many followers, you got to put stuff out that get reactions, obviously. And sometimes they're going to be jackass tweets. Says on his Twitter, insider at MLB Network, WFAN 670, the score. So, again, he's just a, a guy out there who has a lot of fans and talked about baseball. And he put out the other day, tweeting about the Orioles, he said, I feel sorry for guys, gals covering the Orioles. He says, at least the other bad teams have some redeeming qualities. There is just nothing to say there now that the draft is over. 99 games to go, too. <laughs> so, of course, he got a lot of reactions. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. A lot of retweets with comments. A lot of angry posts from Oriole fans. I mean, just, again, it was just a tweet to get a reaction, nothing else. When you have that many followers, and these days you got it, it's all about getting a response, uh, a reaction. And that's what he did. And he kind of has a point, in a way. It's funny, I uh, somebody said Bruce Cunningham the other day started his show with talking about John Heyman's tweet, and Bruce Cunningham actually tweeted at him with a kind of mild anger tweet, and he said John Heyman just wrote back and says, keep the positive attitude or something like that. And it looked like that's what he was tweeting out to all the Oriole fans who were battling him. He just would tweet back, 
keep the positive attitude. That was it. It was almost like he didn't want anything to do with battling an Oriole fan about his tweet, but he was just basically saying, hey, uh, keep your head up. But it's almost like now that the draft is over, and again, there's almost 100 games to go, the honeymoon phase has passed. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a marriage. It's like the build-up to the wedding. You got to handle this, the excitement, planning it, the, the whole nine yards, and then you get married, and then it's done. Honey, honeymoon phase has passed. Now what? Well, you, you just love the one you're with. You start a new life, and that's what the Orioles. Look, they picked the number one guy. It's exactly how we all wanted it to happen. Now what? What do we do? We just continue to stick with the one we love, right? Everything's passed by. The buildup of the draft. The drafted Adley. The honeymoon phase is over. Here we go. About 95 games left to play. So we got to stick with them, right? We can we can say when they hopefully finally become good and contending and maybe even get in the playoffs and win the big game, we can say we were there. When they were the worst team in baseball, we were there. We had their back. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to the Orioles here in just a second. An email came in from a, a guy named Sam. And again, when you guys email in, let me know where you're from. Love to hear where you're tuning in from. He says, uh, hey, Nate, I completely agree about building the net around the stadium. He says, about 10 years ago, I was sitting two rows behind a kid who got smacked in the lip by a foul ball during a minor league baseball game. He says, they went to see the Bay Sox that day, and a foul ball came flying towards us, and unfortunately, you could hear the ball hit that kid's face. He says, it was horrifying to see. After seeing that, I was always hoping MLB would make a rule. All stadiums need to have nets all around the infield. Great example, by the way, of the batting cages, he says. Yeah, thanks for the email, Sam. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree, and I've witnessed it myself. It's horrifying. And what he meant, if you didn't tune in the last episode, one of my examples of people who don't agree with feeling that uh, that baseball needs a net to block the fans, or you, obviously, go to the batting cages. Go to the one that spits out 100 miles per hour, pull up a nice chair, sit right behind home plate, stick your head out, and get hit. And then let me know. No, we don't need a net. Well, you have that big-ass knot in your head. Busted nose, maybe a broken jaw. Sam, I appreciate the email. I I know. I I don't get it. I, I really don't. I mean, look, people make good points on both sides, but when it comes to safety and seeing people actually dying at games because they get hit in the head, I, I don't even know why we're having this conversation. So if you disagree with me, I love a good old debate. Reach out to me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com or send me a tweet, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I haven't been to a Bay Sox game in a while. I got to get over to uh, one of those games. Down in Bowie. Got to go over there and check out what's going on. Uh, one of the guys, so again, thanks for the email, Sam. Appreciate that. Uh, one of the guys I did want to bring up, John Means. He continues to pitch well, and I know the guy's got to be in our future, right? But the poor guy, you know, who'll pitch you know, seven innings, give up two runs, and the Orioles will lose two to one. These pitchers, it's just so frustrating. You know, they just go out day after day, pitch a good inning or a good game. <laughs> Offense shits the bed. His last outing, six innings, four hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts, through 108 pitches, 70 strikes. Now his ERA is down to 267. And I noticed that he looks like he's pitching his fastball more, which I like that. I'm glad because his changeup is filthy. And when the kids started pitching this year and that changeup, I remember he was facing the Yankees and everybody was striking out on that changeup. And it's like they even knew it was coming and they couldn't hit it. And that's definitely his out pitch. A lot of the Oriole players, they don't have an out pitch. 
John Means has a nasty changeup. He's got to work on one more pitch. But the reason I'm saying I noticed he uh, is pitching his fastball more is because his changeup is his out pitch. He tries to get the two strikes, throws a nasty changeup. If they hit it most of the time, it's a shallow pop-up, or hopefully they ground out in the double play. But I really like this kid, John Means. I I hope we see him in the future. You know, you're seeing players, these guys like John Means, Richie Martin. I'm just hoping that they will continue to get better and they will be on this team when everything starts to come together. Trey Mancini, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, six of his 13 home runs is in the first inning. The guy is clutch. He's got a great bat. Again, he's not in his prime. He's playing like he is right now at the plate. I hear 50-50 out there. I still hear the debate. Should they trade him? Should they sign him? Again, he's not getting any younger. I think he's, what, 27? But again, John Means, man, he's fun to watch. He really is. There hasn't been too many pitchers on the Orioles where you can say, man, that was fun to watch. Every now and then, maybe, like Bundy or Cashner will have a really good outing. But for right now, it's fun watching John Means pitch. So hopefully they do something with him. But, man, if we can get some good pitching and get this offense, they're just so damn streaky. This season, the offense has struck out 10 times or more in 26 games. The other night when they played Houston, they went 11 innings. They struck out 17 times. That That's a brutal, brutal stat. 10 times or more in more than 26 games. That's not a good start, but keep going. And Chris Davis, and I probably say almost every week or every other week how I'm just tired of talking about him, but how can you not? And I don't think it's anger anymore. Right now we're just rolling our eyes. He's just he's just noise in the background. Again, we're all getting tired of hearing about how he's taking time to work on his shit. Is that what you did, Davis? Hey, man, I'm good. I went out and worked on shit. Let me come back. Struck out the first at bat, went 0 for 19 before he got a hit, which is an RBI. Congratulations. It's 1 for 22 at 12 strikeouts now. <laughs> Whoever the fuck you worked with, they ought to be fired. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) I'm so tired of hearing that. And I don't think it's about, you know, wins and losses with Chris Davis thinking, oh, man, he's holding us back. We could make a run, but when he's in the lineup, it's an automatic out. Now it's just he's clogging up the pipes for other players to come up. He just, I understand when he came uh, earlier in the season, it was about a month ago. Yeah, he had a good five days. And then the joke tweets were coming out about he could be a possible all-star player. Which even then, I'm like, get the hell out of here. Just because he's having a good week? He needs to have a good month. Then we'll talk. Not five games of having good at-bats. And now we're talking about he's an all-star player. One for 22 of 12 strikeouts after taking time off to work on his swing or whatever the hell he worked on. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. Chris Davis. And that RBI hit that he had, too, I think it was off his hands. It was a little bloop. I mean, look, he made contact. Good for him. But I don't know. He needs to start bunting. I, it just it boggles my mind. The beginning of last year, the beginning of last season, he said he was going to start bunting. If they shifted on him to give him a base hit, that's what he's going to do. And I haven't seen him bunt once. And if he did, I missed it. Or I don't remember. It's unbelievable. Uh, speaking of bunting, something I wanted to bring up. Uh, I'm going to talk about it more next week but for now I just want to hear from you guys unwritten rules in baseball and I've talked about this before on the show a couple unwritten rules because what happened was uh, this past week in a minor league game benches cleared it was I, I love these minor league teams Harford Yard Goats 
Uh, they were playing the Trenton Thunder <laughs> in the Dunkin' Donut Stadium. So here's what happened. There was a three-pitcher no-hitter going. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But in the ninth inning, it was 3 to nothing, and one of the players on Trenton bunted to get on base. Well, obviously, the Goats, <laughs> go Goats, they got pissed off saying, hey, we have a no-hitter going in the ninth, and you're going to bunt. And benches cleared. They started fighting. And there's a lot of people who was getting involved with the comments saying, hey, you got to do what you need to do to get on base. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe they've changed this unwritten rule. But I was always brought up playing baseball saying when there's a no-hitter, I think like past the seventh inning, you don't bunt. You take it like a man. You take it on the chin. And you swing and try to get on base. But again, I'm, it's like 50-50 of these comments I'm reading of people saying, do what you need to do. The other people are like, you don't do it and going back and forth. I thought it was going to be like 95% people being like, what the hell are you doing? So when I look up online, I, I just Googled unwritten rules. Some of the uh, websites that I'm going on, they don't even have that as an unwritten rule. Some of them do. But I always thought when I was younger, that was like the number one unwritten rule. You know, again, there's other ones like when you're when you have a huge lead, you don't steal. I get that. Uh, here's some others that I uh, noticed that I I'm not familiar with. Don't steal third with two outs. I just think that's common sense and stupid baseball. I don't think that's really like an unwritten rule. Some of this is just you know, don't be an idiot. You know, when there's less than one out and there's a pop up, don't run to the next base. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's an unwritten rule. That's just don't be a moron. So I'd love to hear from you guys. If you didn't hear about this and hearing this now, are you thinking to yourself, man, that's fucked up. You don't do it. Or you're like, hey, you got to do what you got to do to win, regardless whether it's a no-hitter. Again, I don't know if the uh, you know three-pitcher no-hitter going, if that has anything to do with it. But again, I've always thought that was an unwritten rule. I would love to hear from you guys. I want to bring this up more next week. I have a guest coming on in a couple weeks, Paul Valley from Utah Street Report. I'm sure I'll ask him about this, his thoughts. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Till next time, see you.